0: Why do our thoughts matter? Why does our mindset matter? Why do we need to captivate our thoughts to get ourselves out of the yuck? How can this take us out of a place of being stuck? Well, today I'm sharing with you a conversation I had with my friend, Kaysen Schultz, on her podcast, Her Pursuit, and we are talking about how to practically take thoughts captive as Christian moms, why this matters, and how to get started doing it. Kaysen is a wife, girl mom of three, speaker, and mentor. She helps moms simplify routines to create more time for themselves. She equips them with tools to create an intentional life they're proud of so that they can confidently show up as the women and mothers God created them to be. Kaysen believes when we partner with God and take tiny steps of action, our lives will be transformed and reflect the abundant life God promises us, regardless of our season in motherhood. I know this episode will be a blessing for you as we dive into decluttering our thoughts. So sit back and enjoy. You may even need to take a notebook and pen out to have handy for some tangible tips that you can implement immediately. Let's step into the fire with this episode from Her Pursuit. Hey mama, welcome to Goal Driven Moms. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty, prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe and I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I put my dreams on the shelf where they collected dust for years. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. And I desperately wanted to find a way to create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can turn your passions into purpose by pursuing your goals God's way. In order to realize finish line goals, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals his way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger.
1: Hey mama, welcome back to Her Pursuit. I hope that you've enjoyed the spring cleaning series so far. Today is part two of that series where I'm going to share an interview I got to sit down and have with my friend, Gabe Cox, she is a faith-based author, podcaster, coach, and the founder of Red Hot Mindset. She helps faith-fueled women use their passions to enhance their productivity and spiritual growth so they can go after their God-given goals. And today we are sitting down to talk about cleaning out our thoughts. Why do our thoughts matter? Why does our mindset matter? This life-giving conversation is so good. We're gonna talk about how to practically take thoughts captive as a Christian mama, why this matters and how you can get started. So let's dive right in. Gabe, I love what you do. We need that in the world. We need more leaders like you who are willing to just pour out into women and mamas who have goals and dreams and help them to live those things out. So I'm so excited about this conversation. So we all tend to have this internal narrative, right? Like we kind of have this mean girl voice. That's kind of like what I like to call it. So what did that moment or the process look like for you to becoming more self-aware and in that process of self-discovery to begin to question the thoughts and the beliefs that maybe you had held for, for a long time?
0: Yeah, that's such a good question. And it, it does stay back into college when I went through this deep depression. I went through an eating disorder and different things like that. And really, I had negative mindset, negative thoughts for a long time. And that's kind of what kept digging me deeper and deeper into this despair and really feeling helpless and hopeless. And I actually have had a deep faith for my, I would say my whole life. I've been in a on a faith journey forever. I really made it my own come high school, college, and had my rebellious years and had my years of defiance and all the things. But once I got to this deep pit, and I was literally in the pit, I was in the wilderness and trying to climb and crawl out, but I couldn't figure it out. And I was having these thoughts of just not wanting to be here anymore. And I thought, how in the world are these thoughts coming? I am, I have a faith. I just don't, they're, they're selfish thoughts. I used to think, you know, and and all this stuff. And I sought, the, thank God, I sought help. I did decide not to do it alone. But I did it alone, mostly. I sought help professionally, but most people did not know, because I'm such a happy-go-lucky person on the outside. So I've masked a lot of things, and that didn't help my story. It, it helped me kind of dig myself deeper And so from there, when I decided this is too much for me to bear, it's not just the blues, because I was told, well, it's probably just the blues. It'll go away. It's no big deal. Um, Then I realized I need to do something different. What is going on? What, What am I doing that is causing me to stay where I am? And that's when I started going on this journey. And actually, I went to the bookstore and this, this is my I love books so I just browsed all the titles didn't know what I was looking for and one caught my eye and it was Lord Change My Attitude I think it was James McDowell who wrote that I might be wrong McDonald's one of the two and I thought that's the book I had to read and I, I don't know why that one caught my eye like who wants to change their attitude who doesn't think they have a good attitude right <laughs> and so but I read it and it really was about being in a desert season it was built the Israelites wandering the wilderness for 40 years and not being able to see the promised land. And part of it was their attitude. And they just kept digging themselves deeper. And I thought, man, this is what I want. I just want to learn and grow. And that's where my journey, I would call it a faith journey and a personal growth journey. Like God really took me on that. I I used medication to help, but I also said, I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And that's where I realized mindset is a lot of things like mindset gets is taboo. Sometimes people are like, that's so worldly, but it's not. God gave us a mind, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how do we, how do we use it and how do we use it well? And really it's captivating our thoughts and captivating what's going in and what's coming out. And that's really when the journey began. And I guess it's been a 16, 17 year journey and it's not over. Like we never arrive. And so right. I just, I just keep learning and growing because that's the thing. I try to go back to that spot where I was Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to do that. But once you know the tools and you have the tools, you can move forward.
1: Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. First of all, because I think that a lot of moms listening are going to be able to relate to that. I know I can relate to that in a completely different way, but also exactly the same. It found me postpartum. I found myself at my lowest point and I was having some of those same thoughts of what is the point here? Like there has to be more to this. And I agree with you that mindset is everything. And we don't, we don't know how powerful our minds are and how powerful our thoughts are. Where do you find that the moms and and women that you work with most often are getting hung up with their thoughts? What's, what's keeping them stuck?
0: So I'll tell you probably two things are keeping moms stuck. One is the expectations we keep of ourselves, the perfection of that, Mm -hmm. and the thought that we need to do it all ourselves and that we can't ask for help. Those two things keep us stuck. And they're definitely mindsets. And I don't know what it is. When you become a mom, it's like, it just happens. -hmm. You just have higher expectations, higher standards. And you're not holding anybody else to those standards. You have you may have high standards for someone else, but you give them grace. Whereas we don't give ourselves grace. We expect us to be perfect at all times, to keep a perfect house, to have a perfect family, to have perfect days, to have perfect Facebook statuses, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't, we never will live up to those expectations because we're not perfect and we never will be. Yeah. And Honestly, we're not really even enough either, because that's, that's one of the stuck things that we have. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. And the culture says, you can be good enough. You can, you're worthy. You're good enough. You're all these things. Well, when we're not, and we try to be that, then we get stuck in those mindsets and in that yuck. And the reason that we are enough and we are worthy is because of God. God made us that way. And so on ourselves innately, we are not, and that we don't, that's, that's freeing. If you really realize that, because then you don't have to try to be enough and you don't have to try to be worthy. You just know that God's made you who you are.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you when, because I know for me, especially when I became a mom, you're right. All of a sudden I had all of this pressure put on me and I don't actually know where it came from. You know, I became a mom almost eight years ago. And so I kind of have always thought maybe it was just because the age of Pinterest was kind of like really popular and social media, you know, was, it wasn't really what it is now, but it was still very much a thing. And so, you know, I've always wondered like, where, where does this unrealistic expectation come from? And why do we set the bar so high for ourselves? I also agree with you when you're saying that, There are conflicting messages in the world. And I think for a Christian mom, it's very important that we are able to discern through that because, you know, you are not enough alone, but exactly like you said, and there are moms out there who, who need to remember that you are enough in Christ. And so cling to that and let him be your hope. Let him be your strength. When we try to power through and just muscle through on our own is when, like you said, we come up short and that causes frustration. We've all been there. Like I find myself there even now, because like you said, it's a journey because we we start to feel like, oh, I can do this. I've got this. And then I try to walk on my own and we try to do things apart from the Lord. And then we end up frustrated and kind of in that place again. So where would you suggest that moms can get started in shifting these internal narratives or negative thoughts that they may have on repeat that they might not even notice, or um, even kind of dealing with some of these unmet expectations, even how do we start to shift our mindset? Where, where can the listeners begin with that? Yeah. So
0: I like to say, think about having a bouncer at your mind. So the bouncer is that tough person, right? That's gonna stand at the door and only let those who are invited in you know, and they're scary and they're burly and you don't want to mess with them. And so if, as a mom, we think about, okay, I have that bouncer at my mind and that bouncer really is me, but I'm thinking about every thought that comes in, which this is a habit. It does take time to establish this and be able to do that because like you said, we're on reset. We're thinking the same things over and over and over again because we've programmed ourselves to do that. But just like a computer, um, you know, the computer has programming but they also have that input and the output. So they call it GIGO or GIGO or whatever it is, but the good in, good out. But whatever you input in is what you're going to get out. And so we need to input in the positive messages for ourselves so that we can exude the positive coming out. And one thing I like to share too with moms is that we really do control the atmosphere in our homes. And so it's really important for us to be peaceful, and to find a way to have that peace, have that positivity, because whatever it is that we're exuding is what our household's going to be like. It's kind of like, I know that you're having some interviews about decluttering, and this is spring cleaning. And when you're in a room that's decluttered, it's peaceful. You can sit there and you relax. You're not thinking about all the things on your to-do list. The same thing with our mind. When the mind is super cluttered, That's what we feel. That's where we get that anxiety. That's where our stress comes from. Our burdens come from that. Like I don't know about you, but I've had lists miles long. And all I think about is all those things because I've cluttered everything. Mm -hmm. And so when you have a bouncer at your mind, the goal is to really take captive every thought, like the Bible says. Mm -hmm. And so what you would do is think about, okay, what's coming in? Is it positive? Is it true? Is it praiseworthy? Is it good? Is it pure? Is it right? If it's not those things, we shouldn't dwell on them, which means the bouncer keeps them out. The enemy really does use our thoughts. They're a little controlling. He wants that. He wants to be the the devil on your shoulder. You know, That's like, you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. You don't have enough time. You don't spend enough time with your family. You're not present. You're not, you're working too much. You're this. Well, those are just lies. So it's really, we need to figure out how do you trade the lies for the truth? And one of the steps one of the first steps I would say is to write down the lies. So when you're hearing the negative come in, and this takes practice, but even just take a week and write down everything that comes into your mind that's not right. That's not those things. I think I'm going to talk about this later, but I call it the truth test. So what's not right, what's not pure, what's not lovely. I'm trying to think of what the Bible verse references. I can't remember it right now. But then you write it all down, and then at the end of the week, What I'd want you to do is write a truth next to it, and it's God's truth, Mm. right? So like, I'm not worthy. Okay, well, we did say you're not worthy without Christ, right? But I am worthy because I'm a child of the King, Mm -hmm. right? So then just put a truth there, whether it's a verse or just a saying or something, and then post it where you can see it. And post it on your bathroom mirror, post it on your garage door, somewhere where you're going to see it every day. So you can remember those truths, because what we need to do is we need to reprogram our brain to think about the truths first. Because so right now, we're on reset, we're we're thinking about the negative, the negative is always coming in. And that's what we've let in. Mm-hmm. So now we have to make an intentional shift to let in the positive and the truth.
1: Yeah. I love that that is that is so good and you're so right that you have to be proactive about this i lived and i think i think a lot of moms are living in a very overwhelmed place and that is keeping you you're reactive you're always on defense for me i'll also just speak from experience i know that i was not being proactive about absorbing god's truth about absorbing the positive thoughts and i don't just mean like the this toxic positivity like True promises from God's word, who he says I am. So, mama, who he says you are, you can cling to that every day. And we should be clinging to that to almost get a jump start. Like, I want that to be the first thing that fills my mind each day so that I'm filtering things through that lens. Because I know whenever thoughts come, because they will, I can kind of have that bouncer, like you were saying. And if I've got my truth that I'm holding on to for the day, and it doesn't line up with who God says I am, then it can be like, no, goodbye, you are not allowed in. So I love that. I totally agree with you that what we put in is what what is going to come out. And that is just so so good. So okay. What about building consistency around this? I know you told us a little bit about how to get started. How can moms and I, and I know you said that it's going to take some practice and, and I've, I've done this. You've done this. We both agree. It takes practice. It is not something that just happens overnight. So how can moms build some consistency around becoming more self-aware and questioning these thoughts and getting better at recognizing them? Yeah,
0: a couple of tips I would have. And the first one is take that list and post it, but then every morning, read it and every night, read it because How we start our day and how we end our day matters. So if you have a morning routine or if you have an evening routine, add it in there and say them out loud if you're not believing them right now. Because when you speak the word and you speak the truth, it's it's almost even more powerful. And that's actually one of the things as I was going on my self-discovery journey and my face discovery journey, trying to get out of that depression, that's one thing I learned is when you have a negative thought, the only way that you don't have that thought in your head is by speaking something out loud. And so I would speak the truth out loud about who God said I was or about what is what is what it is really true. And that was a way that helped me to develop that habit to really start thinking about things because we have hundreds of thousands of thoughts a day. And so that's a hundreds of thousands of negative thoughts if we've programmed ourselves that way. And I think about that, it's almost the same as breathing, right? We breathe without even thinking about it. And we breathe hundreds of thousands of times a day, hopefully, right? And so I think about it as here's a a practical habit that you could add into your life. I think of the saying, there's a saying that says exhale fear and breathe in faith. But what if instead as just take a moment to think about your breathing and think about exhale lies and breathe in truth. So when you're having those down moments and you're like, because I know for me, it doesn't happen all the time, all day long, but when I start that process, All of a sudden, I I had a bad day today. All of a sudden, I was just in the kitchen. This is why, right before we were having our conversation, I'm like, "Okay, clear my mind. I'm not. I'm struggling right now." And this is—we get tested when we're doing these things. You're going to get tested. Mm -hmm. I teach about mindset. I'm tested all the dang time. Mm -hmm. But I was in the kitchen, and I'm like, "This has just been a bad day," and I'm just going. And in those moments is when we need to go. Okay. Exhale lies. Breathe in truth. We're going to have bad days, mama. I mean, like, that's just the way it is. We are struggling in motherhood. Motherhood's wonderful, but it comes with so many challenges. But it's like, you need to take that white, that's why I love white space too. If we don't incorporate white space in the day, we don't have, we don't have time to just think about being intentional and being intentional with our thoughts is important. So when you think about it, just take some deep breaths and think about exhaling the lies inhaling the truth.
1: That makes me want to just take a deep, a deep breath in now and out. Like hopefully the moms are just doing that as you're speaking it, because it is so helpful. And it's such a practical thing that I think we overlook the simple. I think we overlook something like that, that can be so powerful in our everyday lives, if we would just do it. And so hopefully mama, you're taking time to do that. Even, even now, as you're listening, that's so, so good. So why do you think, speaking of intentional, why do you think it matters that we get intentional about this? You know, do you feel like that we should do it ever so often, every now and then, you know, really just stopping to take inventory because this specific episode is designed for the listener to say, okay, wait, the, the title is incorporating spring cleaning and cleaning out my thoughts. You know, ideally we would do this more than once a year, but it's designed to, you know, focus Our attention on the fact that this is something that we need to be doing and ask, okay, what have I been believing about myself or my life that is no longer serving me or that never served me, that was never true? Why does it matter that we get intentional with that? And how often should, should we be paying attention to that? Moment
0: by moment. I mean, really it's a daily practice. So the goal is to have it become a daily habit and add it into our routines or, into, you know, five minutes while you're driving. I don't know if you've ever heard of little, um, what is it called? Tiny habits or habit building or whatever it's called. Like Stacking maybe? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 But adding it to, okay, when I'm brushing my teeth, I'm going to take inventory of my thoughts or when I'm driving by myself in the car, because for me, I'm, I'm a glorified Uber driver now. So I drive all day long and I'm like, wow, I could, when I'm by myself, I could take that time instead of turning on a podcast, instead of turning on music, I could have five minutes in prayer or five minutes to inventory my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So taking inventory of them daily would be ideal. But then also just in each season, sitting and reflecting for half hour to an hour or so, whatever you can get by yourself, but really taking inventory. What are some things I've been believing in this season? Because every every season is different. Mm-hmm. And as our kids age, as we add new members to our family, whatever it is, each season is different. And that's not any different with us. So I think about this as um, how do we maintain our cars? I mean, in order to keep our cars healthy, we get the oil changes, we we rotate the tires, and doing this inventory is like that, so you have your kind of more quarterly maintenance or whatnot. So, I would almost say do it with each season. Like it's spring cleaning. So it's a great time to sit and do the cleaning of your mind. more of a deep dive, but that doesn't mean don't do it every day. Don't forget about it till next season. Just see where you're at. See what you what lies you need to change. Maybe take that, do, write down that list once, you know, one week a season and go back and, and write new truths because we don't, we may overcome one lie. It doesn't mean another one's going to come. So it's good for us to kind of remember that and to keep dwelling on God's promises.
1: Oh, yeah. I love how you, you're kind of hitting that point home that this is an ever- evolving thing and when we do kind of master I guess so to speak the one thought when the one thought leaves us alone then we've got another one kind of knocking on the door and that kind of is is bothering us or kind of on repeat I guess you could say so it's definitely something that you know we're continuously striving to be more like Christ and and be renewed day by day and it's something that we're going to do for forever and I think that that It takes work. It takes work to be intentional. It takes energy. And I was just telling someone earlier today that sometimes it feels like a lot of work. Sometimes it feels like a lot of energy to be intentional, to actually care. And I remember, you know, before any of this really mattered to me as it does now, and before I was intentional in the ways that I am, it just felt like a a completely different way of life. Easier in some ways, but harder in some ways. But sometimes I do, I get tired, I grow weary. And that's when we have to rely on Christ even more and his strength even more to kind of strengthen us and, you know, supernaturally give us the power and the strength to fight off these thoughts. Because it's like you said, you have a bad day and you feel really worn down sometimes. Like I feel really to the end of my rope. And in those moments, I try to just take the deep breaths, like you were saying, and just say, Lord, I know. You stand in the gaps, and you are going to get me through this, and we're going to get through it. So, that's kind of like you said that that's a really important thing to remember. I think for the listeners that just moment by moment, sometimes I mean I mean I even go through those seasons now, and like you said, we never arrive. So, day to day, moment to moment, depending on what's going on in your season, where you are in life, and what's happening, that's so good. What's one final word of encouragement that you would like to? to leave, to the mama who's listening when it comes to getting more intentional with her thoughts, with with doing some spring cleaning around these thoughts and really refocusing her mindset.
0: Yeah. So I loved how you were talking about sometimes we just get weary and we just, and I feel that too, when I have a bad day, sometimes it's just easier having a bad day. Sometimes it's easier sitting in the yuck or it feels that way because it's like, I don't want to take, I don't want to be intentional. I don't want to have to change. I don't want to have to do this. It's so much work. I'd rather just sit here, Mm -hmm. you know, and sit in my yuck, but that's not where God wants us. He wants us to get out of that. yuck. He wants us to build that mindset. And and, and that's one thing about red hot mindset is that I help guide women into the fire, step into the fire. (laughs) You know, we have to get out of our comfort zone. Yeah. It, you know, we're going to be tested. Like I just said, I was tested today. And it's almost like when you go to church, right? And you and your husband have a fight right before you get in. And then, you know, good. that happens all the time. But what I'm saying is you have to step into the fire for God to refine you, mm-hmm. him to mold you and shape you. And he's, he's wielding away. And, and, but if we let him do that, and if he let him mold us just like a silversmith, we come out this beautiful masterpiece. And again, we don't arrive but then he can use us. He can't use us when we're sitting in the yuck. And so my encouragement would be be kind to yourself and don't let yourself sit there. Ask for help if you need it and know who you are in Christ and dwell on that and go give yourself a time out if you need to, because it's okay. (laughs) You know, we go and go and go as moms and we forget to rest and God rested on the seventh day. And he said, we need to, too. And so that's my encouragement. When, when you're feeling that, make sure that you take that time to just breathe and to really dwell on the Lord and say, I can't do this. Like, it's not in my own strength. You need to get me through this. Right. I think we can be real and raw with him. And that's who we should be real and raw with, because that's, he, he desires a relationship with us. And if we dwell on how much he really loves us, we would realize, man, it doesn't matter what the world says, it doesn't matter what what the lies they're telling me. What matters is how deeply he loves me, even though I'm not deserving and worthy, but he has made me worthy. He's made me a good enough mom. He's made me to do what I need to do in this moment and in this season. Mm-hmm. And when we think about our thoughts. And we really take inventory. That's when things can change for us and we can add it to our tool belt for the next time. It gets easier. It doesn't ever, like I said, you never (laughs) overcome it completely, but it gets easier. And when we get out of that yuck is when we can truly be a blessing for others and really make that impact.
1: That is, again, so true. I'm just like, yes, yes, everything you're saying, because I've been there and I actually Earlier in March, I had an episode come out that it was titled when you're stuck in the suck, because I went through a couple weeks where it was just like, felt like one thing after another. And I found myself sitting there and God said, okay, you've been kind of sitting here for long enough. I know that your feelings were hurt or this happened or that happened, but now what are you going to do about it? And just like you were saying the more you put it into practice, the more you create intentional habits, the more you recognize these thoughts and these patterns that you tend to, you know, have in your life, the easier it gets. It's not easy, but it does get easier. And so I hope that the mamas listening really are taking both of our words. Like this is not just Gabe saying this to you. I also can attest to this. This is absolutely 100% true that, When you begin to take these thoughts captive, you might experience more testing and more trials, but when you can get consistent around it and keep pushing forward and rewrite those thoughts and those narratives, mama, you're going to see change in your life. So this conversation has been so life-giving. Gabe, thank you so much for being here. I enjoyed this conversation so much. It was amazing.
0: Oh, me too, Kacen. Thank you so much. It was an honor being here.
1: Thank you so much for
0: joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.